New Year's Eve 2022, going into 2023, the real Wakandas of Africa second annual concert. Are you ready for some knowledge? King, you have summoned me. What is it? Take this here vibranium to the brother Myers as a gift from the people of Wakanda. Go and bring him the vibranium mic. He will use it wisely. Who are you? You don't know. Don't tell me Negro. That's absolutely nothing. What did you do before you were named a Negro? And where were you? And what did you have there? Ask Professor Maurice Miles Martinez, MC Brother Miles, and he'll tell you like it really is. You can shackle the hands of black people, you can jail the bodies of black people, but you cannot shackle or jail the minds of black people. Rise up, black man, black woman, and reach to go back to Africa. My father was a Garveyite, thus Marcus Garvey can be thought of as my grandfather, but when you say I've read in Dr. Ben's book, or I've read in Dr. Ivan Van Sertima's book, or I've read in Professor Maurice Miles Martinez's book. They say, don't speak that information in here. Brothers and sisters, speak your truth to the world. Brother Miles, the black man's truth is here. The Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. History is a clock that people use to tell their political, economic, and cultural time of day. Brother Miles, The relationship of history to the people is the same as the relationship of a mother to her child. Free at last and proud to be black. One day, Miles, will be free at last. Hey, Brother Miles. That was really great, man. I'm impressed. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Amadou Bamba, King of African Mantra, study Bakubana, Santa Maria, Mama, Zin, Casablanca, Senegal, Bamba, Lingua Franca, Pen was hit by Vibranium, Incredible Hulk's Gamma or Gamma. Understand the stamina, glamorous, seven tons of books beyond the average, supernatural. I'ma do bomber, stand it for a second. Let us snap you with the camera, written accurate for the bilateral black panthers in the African diaspora. Amorous love of writing, dictionary and thesaurus, the hook called the chorus. The greatest writer in the world ain't Charles Hamilton, Elwan Hubbard's nun. Quantilato's son and William Shakespeare is just damage done. 
Amadou Bamba is the one 14,000 books weighing 7 tons Who knows the next one might come from the boogie down of Brooklyn's full tongue Higgity hold on my biggity man Higgity could you Higgity understand that I'm a new Biggity bomber Riggity road 341 times the 41 The hollow tip shots the cops shot at I'm a new Diallo Minus 40 only one hollow macho Americano made Gestapo I am Trayvon Martin model but Trayvon and Diallo could have throttled and wrote like Bamba Who outdid Aristotle and Greco-Roman philosophical debacles It boggles the mind as you swallow and goggle wobble Don't forget to pour libations from the bottle for the top of the ancestral role models The greatest writer in the world ain't Charles Hamilton Alwan Hubbard Nunn, Corn Toledo Son, and William Shakespeare is just damage done. Amadou Bamba is the one. 14,000 books weighing seven tons. Who knows the next might come from the Boogie Down or Brooklyn's full tongue? The greatest writer in the world ain't Charles Hamilton. Alwan Hubbard Nunn, Corn Toledo Son, and William Shakespeare is just damage done. Amadou Bamba is the one. 14,000 books weighing 7 tons Who knows the next might come from the boogie down or Brooklyn's full tongue Amadou Bamba is like the Dalai Lama Written genres poetical Opera's black mamba Papa quantified Bamba commas Rwanda Luanda Uganda Viana Tatalana Kalamba Kuzana Tanda Baganda Lusaka Masaka On the gondola Peep the saga Addis Ababa Rasa's one of East Coast Kwanzaa Malena Karanga Or Karanga Who taught West Coast gangsters Angela Davis Muckrakers Black Panther Wakers Breakfast maker Caretakers Amadou Bamba was a king Gandhi Quaker Peacemaker the greatest writer in the world ain't Charles Hamilton, Alwan Hubbard Nunn, Corn Tolado Son, and William Shakespeare is just damage done. Amadou Bamba is the one, 14,000 books weighing 7 tons. Who knows the next one might come from the Boogie Down or Brooklyn's full ton. Black America spends $1.2 trillion yearly, but we lack black businesses are 230 years behind in poor. 30% of global resources come from Africa, and with the Afro-Caribbean, we produce more than half. We have always had what others want, that they can't live without, and that they don't want to pay for. Today's agenda, the spectrum, pilgrimage to Mecca, momentum pack the gold, diamonds in the electrum. Doctors with protection, injections to fight infection Peaceful lessons, but if questioned soldiers to reject them Dissect them with the vibe, rain of spheres wreck them 60,000 men with weapons, crime free, unchecked Empire, not one suspect, reach perfection Not one jail in my section room, Empire, Mali From 1311 to 1337, passing size of all Western Europe Rolling with professors from Timbuktu University too of Sankare, even Trump, Kim, Kanye, look like child's play, compared to my way, control the gold soul trade, richest man to ever walk the planet's earth and clay, cruise waterways, even Bill Gates and Bezos would be far away, outplayed to the 400 billion in my bank, I thank the ancestors and most high, think tanks of professors rank, 
Charter and the mobile bank Skip dollars, euros, francs I got gold lace, links, or gold sphinx, gold links I got gifts, anything I wanna eat and sip a pre-existing free list of gold dish to the people's wish 4,500 mile trip to Egypt If this was basketball, I'd be my pick Between Bird Celtic, LA, LeBron, quick While you, Joe Keen, Noah Nick, stow a tip a few gold strips off my wrist, no, 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 no I insist, Egypt took the 12 year hit to the stock list Inflation in the economy for 12 years Cause of me spending loot like it was free, who I be? Musa G, Mansa Amali, meaning king My wife got a 1,000 carat diamond ring on the wrist I don't miss, I'm like Chase, Bank of America Credit Swiss all fit into one man's continental drift Philanthropic gift, what you wish, sit have some swordfish and a sip Open the picnic basket You hit with man support tricks on the gold glitz I split set the meal reminisce Politics house speaker Senate president and the whip seat outfit 224 cities ruled on my list 13, 75 Catalan Atlas, Spain I'm on the map holding a gold staff Trick to camel cab Making cats come learn math about the bath and paragraph, silent drum trade, telegraph Surgery on the eye removing cataracts And red dust wax to the blood sweaty hands polygraph Inoculations for the smallpox staff Infections pass, no Republican or Democrat Can match my math, facts, facts, facts And if all of we had 400 billion like me in the black community, guess what? We got 400 billion times three. That's 1.2 trillion seeds. Rise up, block box, Greenwood box, rise up. One United Bank, LA and Miami. Rise up, Citizens Trust Bank, Atlanta. Rise up, Liberty Bank, New Orleans. Rise up, First Independence Bank. Detroit, rise up, Industrial Bank, DC, rise up, United Bank of Philly, rise up, Commonwealth National Bank, Mobile, Alabama, rise up, FAMU, Federal Credit Union, Tallahassee, rise up, Gian Bank, Shottown, rise up, Carver, Bank, Harlem, New York, rise up, Bank of Ghana, rise up, Central Bank of Nigeria, rise up, Commercial Bank of Ethiopia Rise up Central Bank of the Congo Rise up Time Digital in South Africa Rise up Bank of Jamaica Rise up Bank of the Republic of Haiti Rise up First Bank of Nigeria UK Rise up Ghana International Bank UK Rise up African Union Rise up Community Susu Rise up, Caracom Rise up, black businesses Rise up, rise up, rise up Rise up, rise up, rise up Rise up, rise up, rise up Rise up, rise up
The last two songs were about Amadou Bamba and Mansa Musa. Amadou Bamba was the world's greatest writer. He wrote seven tons worth of books. I have some new material for you tonight. My father preserved some code passed down by the black Indians of New Orleans to him. And this code, Kuche Mali, was a freedom chant to slaves who were escaping from Florida. It referenced Koakuchi, the Native American, and Mwale, or Migo, in Creole. And this was how they provided safety on the Underground Railroad to Mexico. Biggity brother Miles, higgity headed to the biggity border sea. Will you get it to give miggity me the iggity opportunity to biggity be free? Siggity see, I'm bound to hear in the United States. Slavery, the years 1849, G. Headed to the Mexican border. Tiggity two, biggity be free. Me, my wife, my seed. Who's thiggity three? Biggity bound by biggity. Higgity America, Siggity, Slavery, Budden, Biggity, Mighty Mexico, Vicente Guerrero, Iggity ended, Siggity Slavery. Free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, Miles, we are free at last. I giddy got, miggity me, a biggity backpack, head tied, three year old. Iggity on top of my shoulders, holding my wiggity wipes, higgity hand passed through New Orleans. Spy boy saw me, miggity met the biggity black Indians of New Orleans. Ancestor, giddy gave the siggity call to biggity be free. Coochie Mali, I'm the spy boy. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty Miles, we are free at last. Higgity put me up in the New Orleans Kiggity Crib G. Higgity hiding out with Kiggity Kowakuchi. Next day we make our way diggity through Bayou Siggity Swamp's trees to escape the clutches across the lake that was Kiggity Chest Deep. Headed to the Mexican border. Tiggity two, Biggity B freed me, my wife, my seed. Who's Biggity three? Biggity bound by Biggity Iggity America's Siggity Slavery, but in Miggity Mighty Mexico. Vicente Guerrero Iggity ended Siggity Slavery. Coochie Mali, I'm the spy boy. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty Miles, we are free at last. Skip Alexis, I'm headed to the Mexican border through East Texas. Rep this, you never thought freedom meant the Mexicans, Mayan Aztecas. But the only people to build pyramids like Cometus were in Africa and Omic Mayan time testers. Headed to the Mexican border, tiggity two, biggity be free, me, my wife, my seed, who's thiggity three, biggity bound, biggity by, iggity America's siggity slavery, but in biggity mighty Mexico, Vicente Guerrero, iggity ended, siggity slavery, coochie Mali, I'm the spy boy, free at last, free at last, thank God almighty Miles, we are free at last. 
Finally, Iggy arrived, wiggity with the African Abane slinger. Fit right in with Gaspayanga, City, Corcucci, gone. Biggity back for one more figgity freedom ride with danger. I think I'll go biggity back to New Orleans to figgity free my piggity people. Higgity hiding in the hangar. Coochie Male, I'm the spy boy. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty Miles, we are free at last. This one is called My Father. The Black Indians and the Underground Railroad to Mexico. Did you know that there was an Underground Railroad to Mexico? Did you know that one stop on the Underground Railroad was in Florida? Did you know that another stop on the Underground Railroad was in New Orleans? Did you know? That the black Indians of New Orleans held the key? Did you know that their call was coded in African Indian linguistic terminology? That the black Indians of New Orleans transferred this information to my father, who transferred it to me. And you can still hear it in a freedom chant. Coochie Male! I'm the spy boy, Coochie Male. I'm the spy boy, Coochie Male. I'm the spy boy, Coochie Male, short for the Native American Coacuchi and Wale or Migo. In Creole was the call preserved to this day of the Underground Railroad to Mexico that freed some 5,000 slaves from Florida to Louisiana to Texas in that day because Vicente Guerrero had ended slavery in Mexico. So me go, me go, me go, me go. And the conductors on this underground railroad to Mexico were the black Indians of New Orleans preserved was this word. Kuchimale, I'm the spy boy. Kuchimale, I'm the spy boy. Kuchimale. I'm the spy boy. When we talk about slavery and the enslavement of African people, many people under a misconception that because there were African participants in slavery and the slave trade that Africans are to be blamed for slavery. Well in every genocide that has occurred throughout the world there are always participants from that group facing genocide. But these are collaborators not to be blamed for the overall masterminding of that genocide. 
You're going to hear a couple of pieces upcoming on this. One is on slavery that really explains how slavery transpired and the so-called chattel slave war on African people occurred. The next is on Abraham Lincoln, who we see as the great emancipator, but he really was not. And then, finally, on reparations and on a proposal in Texas to rename slavery in our era, yes, in 2022, to something other than slavery, involuntary relocation. Started slave ships, slave ships. There are more records of slave ships than one would believe. To indict a man because of his skin color is to indict his babies, to convict him before he's born, to teach him to hate himself. So he looks at his newborn baby and says, I'm so upset my baby has dark skin in 2021. Why, that's a crime. It's a crime, I'll tell you. King, they're building a prison on the coast. What the heck is a prison? It's an okie doke. They're engrossed with locking up our people to brag a boast and send them afloat to Ethiopian Atlantic with chains on their arms and throats to grow so cotton. Indigo fold the white folks get their plotting. We'll stop them again. We got 500,000 kin army military men, but king they setting them threatening with the definite fire weapon that'll have you trembling. Cannons and rifles and guns. Hold on, what you telling me, son, about this gun king they got you spun in a mythical pun. If you don't take them, they'll pop up the enemy once with the gun, stun you, kill you, one done, steal your daughters and sons to sell them like bandits to the middle passage slave captains, turn them into three-fifths fractions in American constitutional captions, British, French, Dutch, and Spanish legal maxims, here's a gad strap, you hold it in your hand like a cool cat, it spits fire like that and hot metal out its mouth, digs out flesh, no doubt, in the short and long run, I'm not taking none of them guns, no way son, that's my decision out my mouth now to the people shout it out but what if your rival nation comes in the night busting and faking straps are making grabbing and taking your sons and daughters the most i'm engrossed in my decision i'll be ghost stand post don't mean to brag or boast but on noeen bo's boat shall i go but king it's like they got the strap to your back the mini mac force your card in your hat last ass you are being held at gunpoint to commit the greatest crime in history to capture our rivals with the gat straps and nines. It's not a mystery, please hear me. If you held a gunpoint and you rob a store with a knife, you're innocent for sure. So stop blaming blacks for slavery. We held a gunpoint in the war at our core. King, you didn't take the guns. You're the moral one now. Here they come, son. They already got Kofi Annan, the Akana Shanti, Bambara, Yoruba Dons, and the moms. You were right, Babylon's cannons sound like thunder bombs. Call the army on, but they already upon your palace with their malice, with the chalice. Get me out of this callous status. King, we got the horsemen with the mace spears in their faces, but I fear it's too late. You can't run. Now they got you and your daughters and sons. Don't trip. You in their prison, kid, packed to the hip, ill-equipped as people pass out with blue lips. Put you on a slave ship real quick as they whip middle passage 90 days. And you hit your head, no place to lie down, can't sit up You sit cramped doing the Atlantic dance And you're vomiting feces, getting that Yo, King, it looks like your daughter was captured Is that on the other side of this rapture? Yeah, wasn't she pregnant? Nine months, see, well, it looks like she's screaming in the labor beat 
Look at the baby, he looks like you can't damn G. Why he gotta be C in this moment in history? If you held a gunpoint and you rob a store with a knife, you innocent for sure. To so stop blaming blacks for slavery, we held a gunpoint in a war at our cause. King, you arrived at the four slave auction block in about your grandson. He was sold on the dock at hot to grow up on the plantation. He was dark skinned son, so they hated putting light skinned slaves in the house of making. Now, when slavery ended, they started re enslavement through the same prison crazy past laws against vagrants for making misstatements so not working links with the fathers and the mothers of the babies so they embody light skin favor and even after dr king let ring freedom they left us in the grunge and we embodied self-hatred leaving us to bug in the mud while the new jim crow put us back in prison so listen today there's as many people sitting in prison parole or probation fees get me as was beastly enslaved before the civil war in 1860 so today when you hear father or mother look at the baby and say he's she's too dark they're not just crazy they was made this way from white supremacy's gravy how can you make it if you embrace your baby with such self-hatred turn the system on its head and have a black history lesson for your children daily for your children daily for your children daily Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves with the stroke of his pen one cold winter's day after being elected the president threw off worldly cares stretched his legs in his chair against three other people he had won fair and square and began to tell stories with a humorous air when someone raised the question of slavery for Lincoln to bear. Abraham Lincoln, without feeling scared, reminisced of a justice of the peace who, like himself, had been elected to a powerful seat. Slavery gripped the nation from west to east and the justice's first case, like Lincoln's, had been that of a slave who got beat. Sitting in his chair and grinding his teeth, Lincoln compared himself to the justice who won the powerful seat. Quoting the justice while stomping his shoe, he affirmed, I'll be damned if I don't feel almost sorry for being elected, when the black problem is the first that I have to attend to. Except Lincoln used the N-word. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves with the stroke of his pen one cold winter's day. Two years early in a debate for the Senate with Stephen Douglas, Douglas teased Lincoln, Negroes, you love them. If elected, you'll probably grant them plenty of rights, allow them to vote, and intermarry with whites. Lincoln, do you really believe the Negroes are equal? Don't elect Lincoln, elect me Douglas for this political sequel. After being chided by Douglas, good old Abe, who as we know was soon to be emancipator of the American slave, stood up straight in his firm American way, without being amazed at Douglas he gazed and recited so eloquently with the art of a sage. I'm not in favor of these Negroes among us to have social, political, or voting rights, or even to intermarry with whites. And in the position of the American dream, I maintain that whites are supreme. Supreme, I guess? No. Supreme, I insist. This makes Lincoln a white supremacist. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves 
with the stroke of his pen one cold winter's day. Abraham Lincoln had a colonization scheme to get rid of Africans across the Gulf Stream. So he went to Congress and secured hundreds of thousands of dollars to send black people to a colony Ileavachi off the coast of Haiti. Bitten by poisonous insects and facing great deprivation, they asked to be taken back to the American nation. Sixty had died in this colonial case and Lincoln was not happy because all of his faith in his colonization scheme did not fulfill his white supremacist dream to get rid of Africans across the Gulf Stream so that a white regime in America he could redeem. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves with the stroke of his pen one cold winter's day. Many people have heard of the Emancipation Proclamation, but if you read what it says, you'll see it was faking. The Emancipation Proclamation freed all the people Lincoln had no power to free, and none of the people he had the power to free. How could this be? Just look and you'll see that the Proclamation of 1863 was a twisted potpourri that offered the African no guarantees. The Emancipation Proclamation freed all the people in the states in rebellion. Now the states in rebellion, which was most of the South, was a separate nation with independence to tout. They had their own president, Jefferson Davis, Congress and court system to ensure good political behavior. It's like when the US colonies rebelled against England claimed a nation for all themselves. Could England, after America was free, like Lord Dunmore said, we're gonna free slaves in America, your country to be? But keep them in our country, yes, overseas. This was and would have been straight hypocrisy for England to do to the white American creed, but this is how Lincoln did his misdeed by using the African politically to make the southern confederate states of America concede that they were wrong in the first place to ever secede. In the places in the south controlled by Lincoln's northern army, the Emancipation Proclamation kept people in slavery. Specifically, these areas were Maryland, New Orleans, and parts of Tennessee. Lincoln's army controlled these parts of the South, but he kept slavery there despite all of his mouth. The Emancipation Proclamation freed people in other parts of the South, a separate nation in which Lincoln had no political clout. Lincoln thus freed no one at all, so please don't you call him the great emancipator of all, because he cared about his own self for years he installed, and now he should be praised for a hypocritical doctrine he finally decided to scrawl. Now, some of you say, where did you get these facts? I never heard of good old Abe Lincoln doing this to blacks. Check out these works and you'll see it's not an act. I can cite them in MLA or standard anthropological format, APA or Turabian notation, or even documentation created from the black nation. The first of these sources that I will have you here to explore is J. Rogers' chapter on the Civil War in the book Africa's Gift to America for Sure. Second sources by John Nikolai and John Hay entitled Abraham Lincoln A History My Brethren. Check out volume 6 chapter 17 pages 354 to 367 and you'll see Abraham Lincoln was a mess. Next check was Abraham Lincoln a white supremacist. An article in February 1688 Ebony the knowledge I speak awakens both common folk and gentry. And it seems next you'll have to read Leron Bennett Jr.'s Forced Into Glory, Abraham Lincoln's White Dream. Next, if you forget all of the sources that I just told you about in this hit, just get my book, The Real Wakandas of Africa, because I've documented it there, all of it. Abraham Lincoln didn't free any slaves with the stroke of his pen on any winter's day. Summer's day, spring day, day in April, June or May. And if you ask me plainly, what do I say? 
stop paying tribute to Lincoln in this hypocritical way. I could spit more facts straight off the chest, but I think Malcolm X said it best. Abraham Lincoln tricked the Negro into thinking that he was free. And when you read some of the books written by the so-called Negro historian J.A. Rogers, one of his books, The uh, Africa's Gift to America, he points out plainly how Abraham Lincoln tricked the Negro, fooled the Negro, and used the Negro. The same way that every other politician who has been in the White House has been tricking and fooling and using the Negro as a political football ever since America has been America. If reparations for slavery were ever paid, should it be paid to the owners of the enslaved? Should it be paid to people who cut down the underbrush and made your country's wealth and built buildings to a high grade? That they still stand in your nation today as elegant colonials and exquisite homes, my fellow. Should reparations be paid to Jefferson for the slaves that he had built his place, Monticello? Should they have been paid to the former owners of slaves, lining their pockets with green until the year 2015? I mean, for two centuries, that's right, two centuries, the former slave masters were paid as though they were in need and here is the catch that really speaks of immoral greed. Black citizens of Britain paid from their pockets a tax to take care of the former slave owners that had owned and enslaved them. That's a fact. But when it comes to reparations, they should be paid. They should be paid to the descendants of Africans who were enslaved. Yet the argument is made that this can't be done because it would be too expensive and those that experienced the abuse are no longer alive. Yet their descendants suffer at the rate of 200 years behind. Yes, 200 years plus are black people in the U.S. economically behind and this was precisely because of slavery. So open your eyes. This poem is called You Were Not, and this poem was written in response to the attempt in Texas schools to rename slavery with the term involuntary relocation. You were not. History in the black community has been hidden for too much time and now they want to hide it further from thine eyes so that the word slavery can be changed to involuntary relocation to manipulate our brains that it wasn't really that bad you were just relocated involuntarily. This didn't make you depressed 
And you weren't whipped and beaten and shackled in chains. You weren't kept in dungeonous prisons off the coast of Africa where you died from heat exhaustion and weren't driven insane. You weren't placed on a slave ship with no place upwardly to sit, use the bathroom, and rebellious black people who ran away, limbs weren't maimed. And when food ran out, you weren't thrown overboard and drowned for the insurance claim. Your wives and daughters weren't raped by presidents like Thomas Jefferson, who had children by his child slave, Sally Hemings. No, 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 these American leaders were superheroes with superhero capes. In a land where all men are created equal. Oops, except you. And what did your people do in Africa before slavery? Nothing. You were just living with the apes. It is language like this that has twisted our minds. And in Texas today, it's a sign of the times. Not just the times today, but the times since the inception of chattel slavery's way. But we speak truth to power clad in our armor of the African ancestral saints. Africans built civilizations of great with giant pyramids given African linguistical names. Africans built universities and homes and walls 10,000 miles long. Shall you try to ban this from classrooms one day so that the food on the historical plate that we consume contains nothing but hate. We will teach the truth to our youth despite your red tape. In Africa, there is a wall that is 10,000 miles long. I was the first to write a book called The Great Wall of Africa, The Empire of Benin's 10,000 mile long wall. Why should that be that this has been hidden from us for so long? The Great Wall of Africa is located in present day Nigeria. It contains more material than all of the buildings in New York City's Manhattan combined. I have a new song on the Great Wall of Africa, as well as a previous one on flooding recently in Nigeria. The greatest structure in the world ain't the Taj Mahal. Donald Trump's towers or that small border wall. It ain't the bullish highway. 
that you drive on All the empire state, all the towers for gone It ain't the Freedom Tower brand, the Tower Khalifa span The greatest structure in the world ever made by man Stands the Great Wall of Benin made by Africans' hands On Nigerian land The Great Wall of Africa is 100 times the size of the Great Pyramid of Egypt, no lie Fix your eyes on the Empire State Lionized 1,400 feet high in New York skies Visualize its large size How it be wide Now revise your undersized definition of supersize Cause the Great Wall of Africa commercialized Empire State 3,000 times the size of the building, no lie Time to recognize the breadth that you conceptualize If you cut the Great Wall of Africa into one meter high It would wrap around the equator more than 65 times Contains more material Emphasize then all Manhattan's buildings My oh my The greatest structure in the world Ain't the Taj Mahal, Donald Trump's towers Or that small border wall It ain't the bullish highway that you drive on Or the Empire State, or the towers for gone It ain't the Freedom Tower brand and Tower Khalifa span The greatest structure in the world ever made by man Stands the Great Wall of Benin Made by Africans' hands on Nigerian land Cut the Great Wall of Africa three inches thick And it makes a six-lane highway to the moon 80 feet strip Complete with rest stops to grab your donuts, gas, and slushy sips. That's 200,000 miles slick. No matter if you drive quick, by the time you get to the end, you're gonna need a new whip. The greatest structure in the world ain't the Taj Mahal, Donald Trump's towers, or that small border wall. It ain't the bullish highway that you drive on, or the Empire State, all the towers for gone. It ain't the Freedom Tower brand, the Tower Khalifa stand. The greatest structure in the world ever made by man stands the Great Wall of Beneath, made by Africans' hands on Nigerian land. Obuawari the Great in Benin's Empire State First nation to have a democratic republican Before the American place near the Chesapeake Built the Great Wall of Africa for the people's sake Stopped the take by Europeans in checkmate Allowed Benin culture and bronzes to thrive Until this day the Benin culture and the Oba Is still alive, is still alive Higgity hold on, the giddy great wall of Africa is tiggity 10,000 miggity miles long That's wiggity wire, riggity wrote the biggity book and the siggity song The greatest structure in the world ain't the Taj Mahal Donald Trump's towers or that small border wall It ain't the bullish highway that you drive on All the empire state, all the towers for gone It ain't the freedom tower brand, the tower Khalifa span The greatest structure in the world ever made by man Stands the great wall of Benin, made by Africans' hands on Nigerian land Most people don't know that some African cities are larger than New York City, like Lagos, Nigeria. Nigerians have been experiencing recently unprecedented flooding, having to live waist deep in the water and the mud and in their homes, making people have to bear this load on their backs in many parts of Nigeria without a place to sit down or lay down. This is a fact. 
How could this happen in any Nigerian city or town? You know, flooding can cause severe disease, and so far, 600 people have died from this malaise. With undue ease, I remember when my people in New Orleans were flooded out by Hurricane Katrina's catastrophic waters from Pontchartrain seas. And my grandmother's, the first black kindergarten in New Orleans, was permanently shut down in 2005. That's why teardrops come to my eyes that fog my sight when I see my brothers and sisters in Nigeria have to endure. For regardless of whose shore we stand on, we are African, born and at heart, as goes the Peter Tosh song. Many people ask me, how do you write so much? This year, I wrote a book called Akhenaten's Dreams, which tells you how to do it. Akhenaten's Dreams was named after the Pharaoh Akhenaten, who united a nation for the first time under the concept of one God. Here is a poem as well as an older track on Akhenaten. Akhenaten's dreams brings incredible focus in your life. It is how I write volume upon volume of books. It is how I write volume upon volume of hip-hop and poetry hooks. It is how I can steamroll a 20-hour workday See, It was how I completed three master's degrees. Akhenaten's dreams will bring you might. Akhenaten's dreams took KRS-One from homelessness, son. Akhenaten's dreams healed people I know, even sick ones. Akhenaten's dreams brought the impossible about, like uniting a nation, the first Egypt under one deity, like enslaved Africans freeing themselves in Haiti and the South, like Muhammad Ali winning that Sonny Liston bout when he knocked him out. Oh, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest of all time. So declare who you want to be and spend five minutes seeing, feeling happy about it before you go to sleep. And within 30 days, you will meet the incredible manifestation of your creative visualized dreams. Mm. 
Monotheistic gifts from the lips of Akhenaten's hits Quick among the people in chariot whips a flip Gold chips catch a whiff of Egypt's incense Tip hieroglyphics prior to Solomon's writs and Moses Deuteronomist lits they bit the flagship of the one God Aten ain't begotten but Akhenaten's jotting shall not be forgotten Remember instead of days of picking cotton I'll be stopping Moroccans downtrodden common gold lottens in the middle of religiously antiquities, periphery, divinity, simplicity, validity, soliloquies, getting me sufficiently publicity, invincibly from my symmetry, spiritually, lessons, testing when I be resting, my brain be stretching, to perfection, addressing, collecting, refreshing, confessions, and progressing to the next lesson. Akhenaten shall not be forgotten, remembered, instead of days of picking cotton, one god called the Aten, pound consonant, documents into monument, repent, hence elements bring the compliments from occupants of the continent, no arguments, God's autonomous congregants, conference. Yo, 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 since millennia be the marquee by the Red Sea, roots of the Judeo-Christian tree I be, to a high degree, no religious fees when rebellious nations please, on the knees, keys, let them go free, peace. Akhenaten shall not be forgotten Remember said the days of picking cotton One God called the Aten One God called the Aten One God called the Aten Akhenaten One God called the Aten One God called the Aten One God called the Aten Akhenaten In the late 1800s, Europe divided the African continent as King Leopold II said, like a cake. Along with this colonization effort, a new discipline called anthropology was developing and an entire language was developed to colonize people and justify the colonization of people. The next few tracks deal with this language of colonialism which is still integrated into the disciplines of anthropology and history today. Was this Berlin conference really as such? Or was it called the Congo Conference? Enough! Were the Spanish, French, English, Belgian, Italians, and Dutch colonized the continent of Africa too much? Where myths of great African civilizations were replaced with maps of huts to the point till this day we are still left saying about our history who, when, why, where, and what? As the Congo Conference did ever told, they used rivers as colonial roads, resource extraction, oil, rubber, diamonds, and gold, so that entire colonies which became future nations that did not formally exist 
were carved along waterways and split up African nation societies and empires that really did exist, separated like the fingers on the hand instead of together like the black fist, carved along rivers to extract African wealth and land be The most egregious case of this was perhaps the Gambia, a nation that is 300 miles long on a river, but very thin as a sliver, for all they wanted was access to the interior along the river to extract resources from the backs of blacks to Europe and America, these products were delivered. The myth of the anthropologist that came into our society with colonialism's duplicitous gift to track, to control, to find the most remote society, the one without an African or Asian or indigenous or Australian or Native American mind, the one that reported that they were just filled with crime and blind. And like Malinowski, who called the people he encountered filled with crime, a people who were supposed to have some sort of crime and custom in some sort of savage society, but the impropriety of the colonial movements that came along focused upon colonizing non-European nations that they left us with the lie and left us with colonialism's language accepted like the word tribe and ethnography after ethnography written about you and me that describes little about African, Native American, or Asian pre-colonial technology. Would you go to the cornfields of the Midwest and say, let me study American culture? Would you go to rural France and say, let me study the French culture? Would you go to the grassy fields and rocky shores of the North British Isles and say, let me study the British culture? No, you would not. You would go to the cities like New York and London and Washington DC and Paris, for if you did not do this, you would be considered a despot. So don't tie us into your anthropological misconstrued not to leave us lonely and lost on the block. What is a tribe? 
Is it a vibe that's tribal in the skies? Or is a tribe an anthropological lie? Where do tribes exist? Do they persist only in places with indigenous lists? With African faces and in Native American places? The word tribe is a stupendous lie to keep African eyes off the prize. I'll surmise in both the winter and summer times to keep you misadvised. The language of colonialism, tribe, is accepted among anthropological and historical trained brains. Is this academic accuracy or academic insane? Or is it academic praying to rearrange your understanding of the slave tamed? You're not a witch doctor, or from a tribe, or from a hut. These are just lies. You're from a nation, a society, an empire, a city, and a house with African ties. And with the words black and white, We've seen the strength of this linguistic smite. Is black just sullen and wicked too? Or are black people the ones who shine the light through and through? Did you get blackmailed to no avail? But if you were to assail, you with the attack of being white-listed, you would probably be confused and say, I missed it. If they told you that you had no gifts and nothing that matters to the civilization of the world, would you stand back and hurl the question, why do I matter? With nothing to contribute, with nothing to unfurl, or would you remain just colonized by the language of colonialism, the historical lie? If sub-Saharan was a term that was real, then it would be defined as a place with the people from an ethnic group, and the term might be solid as steel. But instead, it stands as bakery surreal, chopping African countries in half to sever the civilization of ancient Egypt, Kemet, from the entire ordeal, like the Africans who were brought on slave ships to a place called Brazil. Instead, what is revealed is a raw deal, but this term is similar to the grandfather clause that excluded people whose grandfathers were not able to vote. But if your grandfather was an enslaved African-American who was woke, then this meant that both he and you, who were free now, could not vote. Sub-Saharan Africa is the N-word for a whole people on the continent. Can you imagine West Mojave America in part severing California from America's heart? See, and also claiming that California is separate because of its ethnicities that came from a place to the south of Xi. 
This is what Sub-Saharan Africa means to you and to me. So eliminate this from your journalistic, anthropological, and historical vocabulary. Africa is just Africa, the root of the tree. Before Europeans enslaved Africans and conquered the African continent through colonization, Africans conquered Europe twice, both under Hannibal of Carthage and under the Moors. Yet they brought scientific advancement to Europe and actually advanced society instead of undeveloping it as European colonizers did to the African continent. The next few pieces deal with the highly advanced science of African people. Africans were the first to use antibiotics to do surgery on the eye to remove cataracts and to perform cesarean sections with the use of antiseptics. Straps and thirst worthy, untelevised. Firstly, 
petty, examinable seas. Ten keys to military strategy. Two thousand years at university's third strategy. I'm getting kinda tense, cause it don't make sense in romance. For my piece of head rent, hence. I got forty elephants on top of each one. Is a little picket fence. Throw a prayer up to God, burn some incense. As my army sleeps in the tents, my heart beats with suspense. I'm tense. Sunrise hits the edge of my elephant's fence. So I sent a crew to ascend to Spain and France, conquered barbarians. As I got damp, fourth strategy. Harlem don't play no way. One recruit named Jose, the snitch with the snicker, reconsidered his life as a killer. Whispered at the little liquor, mixed into the system. Victor, then he was a quitter. From the mob, hit his income, fit his embittered. For destroying his liver with liquor, no kidding. I could trust this heavy hitter bitter. Cause he reached a rift of the cliff, a pussy tweeted on Twitter. Picture of him as a sit in Huey Newton's wicker. Pulling the trigger in the fissure like bigger the jigger. Leaning on the pillar next to the Harlem Rivers, litter back in the boogie down. Cats pull up on the block, giving one another pounds. Proposal scoping as if we was clowns. Yo, don't you know? This ain't no mental show that went out in the year 1954. We reap what we sow and we sow what we reap. Got several fleets of armor plated deep. Six, seven strategy. Next day, creeping deep. Feet so bleak. Physique so bleak. Creeks meet sheep in Swiss South Peace with 90,000 feet. We need even snow political manifesto tempo. It's an old post. K bozos don't hold the combos on the low. So I told my cavalry tally ho. Will the branches flow? Go through the metals filled with snow. Dust get them off. Then dark for Hannibal Lone Shark. Art time to embark with arcs and sparks on willow parts. Time to the arch marks and saddles. Outsmart no heart. Counterparts. The lunatic cave. Throw the beholders. Locomotive the boulders at the horse. Throw a torch holder. Shoulder my four leaf clover. Yo, the soldiers reloaders. Nothing left at all. On our shoulders, other side, army rollers fall closer To the pole, I'm older like high roller controllers Reach the top, feel the solar exposure Rest soldiers tomorrow, we motor over The disclosure of the Joker Romans At ease, Hannibal sees Ten piece of military strategy Two thousand years at universities Eight, nine, ten strategy As my plan crystallized Time to minimize Stampede the elephants like some tanks pulverized Cavalry came next so synchronized, all who's left foot soldiers baptized. One was slipping, the infancy missing me, malignancy, deficiency, passivity, epitome, epiphany, epitome, efficiently. My lieutenant from Tripoli, in the middle of Grizzly, Italy, Zidane, Agility, Tripoli, infantry, versatility, synodility, antiquities, imagery, probability of Italy's unofficially, Afro Aborigine, nobility, digitally, timidly, Sicily, candidity, and a belief, integrity, invisibly, missily, digitally, turbidity, elementary, quickly, somebody, giggity, jittery. Scientifically, would there have been a European enlightenment if it hadn't been for African scientific development? The answer lies in the knowledge that was spread by the Black Moors. When it comes to more science, Africans brought information that expanded lifespans. They proposed germ theory that made them mighty. If this had been immediately made, even more people would have been saved from the plague. They wrote the medical school curriculum in France 
for eight centuries in European communities, including documenting post-infection smallpox immunity, pharmacology, anatomy, physiology, and even astronomy. Impacting learning at Oxford University, Switzerland, and Venice, Italy. So you see, there would not have been an enlightenment like there was had it not been based on the advancement of the Moors and what it is and what it was and wouldn't be today for knowledge had grown the black Moorish way. My brothers in the Tuskegee experiment, when you were against the arrogant American establishment who allowed this virulent syphilis disease to infect your bodies, twisting your bones, impacting your nerves, joints, brain, and blood vessels, turning them useless like stones, making you wail in the night ears screeching tones while all the while there was a cure penicillin invented but because of your brown skin color tone they ignored your complaints as overblown and left you alone for 40 years dethroned and hit by the syphilis cyclone. So I must ask, if you had ancient African medicine, would you have even better been redeemed than to be stuck in this American nightmarish syphilitic dream? Would you have been better off under ancient African sunbeams? that grew grain infused with Nubian tetracycline? Would you have been better off if they had given you a sip of the tetracycline infused drink? Would you have avoided tremors and syphilitic twists in your spine, leg bones, and hips if you had placed this ancient African medicine to your lips? The answer, I say, is an emphatic yes. It's too bad they allowed this disease to flow through your stomach, arms, legs, feet, spine, brain, and chest. Where did medicine originate? In Africa? It's like this. Imhotep and the Smith Papyrus. Fast forward thousands of years to Central Africa, Uganda, seen as the most devoid, 
the darkest of the dark continent by explorers and historians amiss. But Caesarean sections were rarely performed in European or American sections because there was an 85% chance of deterioration from detection of infection. Taking a lesson from the African doctor's lectern, Europeans observed antiseptics being used to soothe the mother's sutured womb in Central African Banyaro surgical rooms. And how long had these expert doctors known about this routine medical procedure, a procedure that had been unknown in the European or American world just three years earlier, a procedure that would not be entertained or fully be fused until the 1890s, more than a decade after it was observed in Central African operating rooms as regular accepted science being used. Can you even conceive that the Banyoro people of Uganda knew how to prevent disease with antiseptics so advanced that even today it's hard to believe? And where would we be had African society not been ravaged by colonialism's tide and slavery. Would we already have injectable nanobots? Would we already have cured cancer for years at a time? Would we have cured heart disease and diabetes with a medical mathematical outline? This untold loss of humanity's medical knowledge and force leaves us wondering about what would have been created from the African medical source. Two of the people who spoke against oppression and European and American colonialism of the world's people were Dr. King and Malcolm X. But all too often are they portrayed in the wrong way to people today. I like to call this one is Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech being told as a lie. If I had a dream, and the dream was told by others is a lie, would you continue to tell it, or keep your eyes on the prize? Would you ascribe to what I, Dr. King, did in the last couple years of life, and would you tell it as I see it in mine eyes? That while they denied newly freed slaves the land in kind, they were giving the Europeans land out west 
in a gesture that was warm. Not only that, the government gave them the know-how from experts to learn how to farm. Not only that, they gave them farm tractors and machines at extremely low interest rate loans that did charm. Not only that, the government pays them today not to grow crops like wheat, rice, and corn so that they could be wealthy and then they are the first to say that the black man should pull himself up by his bootstraps every day. If I had a dream and the dream was told by others as a lie, would you continue to tell it or keep your eyes on the prize? Would you ascribe to what I, Dr. King, did in the last couple years of life? And would you tell it as I see it in mine eyes? Would you speak against violence of our government in every international war as I did in Vietnam? Would you speak for the poor people and hold the march for poor people on Washington? Would you advocate for a guaranteed job for every American? And would you advocate for a guaranteed income for every citizen? If I had a dream, and the dream was told by others as a lie, would you continue to tell it or keep your eyes on the prize? Would you ascribe to what I, Dr. King, did in the last couple years of life? And would you tell it as I see it in mine eyes? Will you say that to be black and proud, to be black and beautiful is a worthy pursuit, to never let anyone separate from you your manhood or womanhood and keep you as a boy or girl in perpetual adult youth? to never tell you that your life should be battered, but that you should be black and proud, black and beautiful, because black lives matter. If I had a dream, and the dream was told by others as a lie, would you continue to tell it, or keep your eyes on the prize? Would you ascribe to what I, Dr. King, did in the last couple years of life, and would you tell it as I see it in mine eyes? Don't tell me Negro, that's nothing, 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 stop fronting. Is professing to be just a black man in America with no history something? Or did Africa provide more to the humanity of the African, spanning millennium at hand? But who was Malcolm X? Who was this man who awakened you and I? to the knowledge that sits, the man who memorized 
The entire dictionary is an African historical gift. The man who put his life on the line, an orator, a poet, a genius intellectual mind, a man who did not hesitate to say what you have done to my people. It's a crime, it's a crime. Who was Malcolm X, a genius at hand? with a black nationalistic, economic, political, and social plan for you and I to understand with the understanding that the struggle of the African is international and economic at hand. Who was Malcolm X, the man who questioned? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin? Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose and your lips? Malcolm X brought us so many blissful intellectual gifts. So start with the autobiography and watch him on film. Listen to his speeches and appreciate the knowledge you build. For Malcolm X has been called many a thing. A black shining prince, but today I will call him an African king. The final selection for this concert deals with Africans in America before Christopher Columbus. There are several pieces, one that deals with ancient plants and transplants that were brought here by Africans before Christopher Columbus. A scholar by the name of Balabanova tested ancient Egyptian mummies and found plant material in the mummies that only existed in the Americas. To add to this, a scholar by the name of Thor Heyerdahl reconstructed an African ship made from reeds and sailed it from the African continent to the Americas. Finally, there was a king by the name of Abu Bakari II who sailed 2,400 ships to the Americas before Christopher Columbus. And because of this, we must bring into question this entire 1619 date because Africans were here as early as 1312 AD. And the final track in this concert is from my father. the first time black people came to this hemisphere impaired from the middle passage impaired from slavery's ships impaired from this gangster European hit what about the people for a century since the 1520s that were being beaten whipped 
in the Caribbean and Latin America and Florida across their back, face, and hips. But is it sometime in the 1520s, like 1523? The answer? Was this the start of Black America? If I told you that all you ever did was ride cramped, chained, and discombobulated on a slave ship, did I just remove your history of what you might have did or what you might have done had the fathers, mothers, daughters, and sons of African kingdoms traveled on multi-ton African ships at least 181 years before Columbus licked his genocidal lips, Abu Bakari II commissioned two trips of 2,400 ships. 2,400 ships before European slavery. That's more than all of the ships at the time of Abu Bakari II than were in the Russian and Chinese navies. And during World War II, the 900 ships in the British Navy. The Empire of Mali should be praised with roaring applause thunder. And the written record of these ships which exist needs to be in every American history book. Just stop telling lies to our children, making blunder after blunder. And the new year that we should replace 1619 with is either 1311 or 1312. So say to your children as you tell, Abu Bakari II's ships sailed from heaven in the year 1311. Or Abu Bakari II was propelled across Atlantic swells in the year 1312. Colombian African ships could make the trip to the Americas to bring gifts to Native Americans in African power canoes. After these blissful trips hardcore, they brought African clothing that the Spanish saw and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, that clothing is Almazar's similar to clothing we have seen in West African shores. What is that canoe doing in the Caribbean containing African black men? We need to investigate to find out where these boats came from. Did they come from the east? Which would be called today Africa's West. Where? It's no longer a guess. Just point to continue to teach and to press until they accept Africans in America before Columbus. Until they accept. 
They did not accept you saying that you must be free from slavery. They did not accept when you said, let's outlaw lynching in this country. They did not accept when you said, let's desegregate the economy. But eventually they accepted this reality. There are plants and transplants to pre-Columbian American shores brought by Africans like cotton. But are you sure? What if the cotton seed was carried in a bird's stomach? Wait, we tested that theory. It went asunder. The seed turned to mush after it was eaten. Well, what if the seed floated across the Atlantic? Wait, we tested that idea and it seemed pedantic, but then it sunk in the saltwater tanks. Oh man, how could Africans have brought this plant across the ocean blue before the genocidal Columbus came in 1492? But what about tobacco? That was an American only good. They found it in the pharaoh's bodies. How do you explain that one? Well, there might, might, might have been an old world strain. I thought that the first tobacco was found in a town founded in 1607, named after King James. You mean Jamestown in the American shores? Yes, that's what I mean. Oh well, then it would seem that Africans brought tobacco across the Atlantic Ocean's Gulf Stream. And finally, German scientist Balabanova found cocaine in Egyptian mummies' bodies. How can you explain that one? No, you can't, you see, because that would mean, as yes it does, that Africans traveled to the Americas before Columbus. Which would put the first contact not in 1492, but closer to 2493 BC. Abu Bakari II, I sit on my throne, King of Mali. African scholars come before me in 1309-1310, arguing with the pen 183 years before Columbus sailed with his friends that the earth was round like the Lord, scientifically understanding from the law that if Shores of Africa sailed across the sea for sure to reach America on a world tour. Scientifically, my scientists started serious B, serious C. I'm serious G. Dogon the Mali had Emotep's key three or four centuries before my travels across the sea. And even in the year 1933, anthropology was mesmerized by the Dogon's knowledge of the sky. Scientifically, mathematically derived from astronomy, I understand that the earth is round. Only question to my size is what size my boats be Some say small ones will sink into the sea Others say if you make them too big you won't be safe Big ships will break across the waves So I said skip it, let's make both grades Not three ships be skip 
Looking into the picture and the Santa Marie I'm building 200 to carry my peeps So my boat builders with the stars they meet Invoking names of ancestors and building building teams With African moms and priests, guess what? My crew got an EG, so I build 200 more ships Packed with the year meat, wheat, and water For my peeps go to give us gifts With Native Americans we meet Blankets and sheets to keep my unpreserved body heat 2,400 ships sailed across the Atlantic 700 years ago, packed with golden gifts, two wheel chariot whips, and oxen to pull them with medical supplies and eye surgery kits. I'm waiting and waiting, drum beats move my feet on raised lighted streets. My nation got millions of peeps, dentists to fix teeth. Universities where teachers teach, come and seek the ancient feet. No thieves, no calling cat streets, no crime, no drugs, no thugs. And fire Molly was filled with love. You could lose your wife's sight, so in the corner, mug, shrug, shrug, hug. Back to the crib, give her a hug, passing by the corner. After a month, and you would bug, pick up the same ice, cheesing out on the mug. Skip Molly, drug, thug. This was Molly's love, bruh. It was like he was in the sun, in the seventh heaven above. A Uber car, siggity, sit, diggity down on my piggity pair up. Few weeks go by. Comes a sailor greeting with an African pound of hogs. He tells me a story with a shrug. He was last in line with his ship. The other 399 got taken with a whip real quick across the Atlantic. So we turned around, flipped the script, did his lip, came back to tell me what happened. Kid, to this, I had mixed thoughts. Place a hand on my chin and cross. My arms underneath my armpits from beats still hit. From my mugger tea, I take another sip. I was given the gift, so I used the gift to uplift. Next time, I'm going on a trip with 2,000 more ships. 2,400 ships sailed across the Atlantic 700 years ago, packed with golden gifts, two-wheel chariot whips, and oxen to pull them with medical supplies and eye surgery kits. Ships sail across the maze of waves. Gage the story of the sages. My ship's compass, astrolabe, paves the way nightly. I disobeyed astronomically. Charlie and save next day. I page my ship's barber for a fade. Chefs cook up the rages. I cool out of my ship's enclave. Sit down on my bed that's made. I read Al Jahizis, glory of the black race. Till we hit the current throwing two bobatas from the verdicate. The Caribbean's awoken as a zip across the Atlantic. Known as the Ethiopian Ocean. I'm getting open. Five times a day, Quran prayers are spoken. I'm excited, not soaking. Not one ship broken. I feel like a falcon because I'm caught in the current of which my sailors spoken. Within a few weeks, I arrive in the Caribbean, trade with ancient settlements, black and Indian, and the Aztec city. Penalty a city twice as large as any European 52 year cats of polo psyche Messiah Combined fame more than Obama, Jackson, and Mariah And yes, there's written records of Abu Bakari, the second voyage of the sire Mansa Musa brought to Egypt 4,500 miles a year later Dr. Surnam Aspire wrote they came before Columbus and they called him a liar Theoretically, Columbus's discovery was just missed, and Dr. Sertima testified this before the U.S. Congress, destroying the myth that you could discover people that already exist. Proof of African contact and carvings of elephants, plants and transplants, metallurgical evidence, Native American tobacco found in Egyptian pharaoh's stomachs, and the very words that came forth from Columbus's lips that he saw black people in America when he arrived on his first trip. And if what I'm saying here is just making you flip, then you might as well take your cell phone and stomp it into the ground in front of your crib. Let someone come along 700 years from now and dig up the chip, pull up photos of you and your boys, your girls. 
girl and your kids and then toss it aside and call it a myth and then say you wasn't there and that you didn't exist. So what I just said got you shook in the zone, then you standing alone cause there's 40,000 pound portraits with Africans features and tones in the vent of Mexico carved out of stone and the carbon dated dig in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, anthropologically known from Abu Bakari the second's time containing Africans bones. My train is coming. Dreams like discarded cross ties tossed in stacked piles among the wastes of the freight yard fade quietly in disheveled delusions of giant fiddlestick fun to laugh again as the raw irony of uncertainty to cling in log-jammed sets of blue desire. Worn out from where they lie, beaten and bruised they lie, doing nothing. Dreams, they lie. Thank you again for listening to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. When you have a chance, please pick a copy of my books up from Amazon. The Real Wakandas of Africa, Dr. John Henry Clark versus Herman Cain. The Great Wall of Africa, the Empire of Benin's 10,000 mile long wall. And The Real Vibranium of Africa, also under the title, The Wakanda's Real Vibranium of Africa. And... Finally, Akhenaten's Dreams, my latest book. You can find them under my name, Maurice Miles Martinez on Amazon or under those titles. If you would like to become a sustaining member of this podcast, you can click on the link on whatever platform you use to listen to it on and it will take you to my anchor.fm podcast page where you can actually support it at anywhere between $1 and $9.99 per month. Should you need to contact me, you can reach me at Maurice Miles Martinez at gmail.com, all one word, Maurice, M-A-U-R-I-C-E, Miles, M-I-L-E-S, Martinez, M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z, at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe and share it with your friends.